Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. So, it is much worse than they are telling you. And we know this by what the oil market is telling us. Prudent investors that are paying attention to what's happening in global macro. Let's go right over to an article from CNBC and I'll show you what I am referring to. Specifically, title of this article, U.S. crude oil prices fall below $78 a barrel to their lowest since July. Now, for those of you who might be new to the channel, you say, okay, George, so what, $78 a barrel? I mean, is that really a big deal? Well, let's step back for a moment and look at this from a 30,000-foot level. Going back, what, four or five months, we'd have have, we've had all of these production cuts from OPEC plus, from Saudi Arabia, et cetera. So when they were doing these production cuts, we would see a quick spike in the price, but then it would fall right back down to a level most often lower than when it started because the market would correctly interpret this as, yes, we've got supply cuts, but why are they cutting supply? Because these, let's see, Saudis are plugged in to the financial insiders that we always talk about on this channel. They get that insider information. They know what's happening with the global economy. They get it. They understand the yield curve. They realize that when the curve inverts, that most likely stuff is going to hit the fan and the Fed's going to have to drop rates, not because they want to, but because they have to. And that is an environment where demand for oil goes down and goes down very quickly. Although overall demand is very inelastic, the margin going down quick, and that's dropping prices. So the Saudis are trying to front run this. That's what they were doing, let's say, three or four months ago. That was one of the interpretations. I think that was the correct interpretation. Other people thought, oh, they're just reducing the supply to stick it to Biden or do all these things. Uh, maybe. Maybe that was a fringe benefit. But I think their number one priority was getting ahead of most likely weaker demand coming in the future. And they're trying to, quote unquote, stabilize those prices to a level that is, a, that is agreeable with the OPEC plus members. Okay, so now we fast forward to what was happening or what did happen a couple weeks ago in the Middle East. You guys know exactly what I'm referring to. And we saw this knee-jerk reaction where oil goes from $82 straight up to $87.88. Then we were talking on this channel about how there's a good chance that the oil prices come back down to a level that they were prior to, let's say, the, the conflict starting in the Middle East. But what we've seen lately is the prices come down even further and dramatically. Look at this price, this oil uh, chart. So we see what we're referring to here going all the way back. We would see these spikes and straight back down when they announced these oil cuts, these production cuts. And then more recently, we saw this big spike up over $90. I think the spike actually with the conflict was right here when we were around 82, 83. It spikes up almost to 90. But since that time, it just keeps crashing down. So let's think about this. We have got... Uh, oil trading to 77 handle right now, 77 handle. And that's with all of these production cuts. That is with supply, even without the production cuts, at very low levels. And 
future supply looking like it's going to be constrained to say the least. And I'm talking about future supply for the next 10 years. On top of that, you've got Middle East conflict, which if I told you three weeks ago, hey, this is going to happen in Israel. What do you think oil prices would do? What price level do you think they would hover around? You'd say probably 150. In fact, remember everyone was talking about $150 oil just two or three weeks ago. That was all the rage. That was all the buzz. That was the narrative that you heard over and over and over again in the financial mainstream media. So with all of those potential supply constraints, with us, maybe, I mean, obviously, we hope that we avoid this, but we're closer and closer to World War III. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. But yet the price of oil is going down. How is that possible? When you look at the supply side and you look at the geopolitical risk, the only way that's possible is if the demand side is falling off a cliff. And this is what I think they're hiding from you. This is what I think they don't want you to see because if they admitted the truth, it would show how weak not just the U.S. economy was, but the global economy, and that maybe that yield curve is correct, and maybe the Fed, the central planners, the authoritarians are wrong when they're talking about no landing. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options, Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's go down through this article and explains it further. The key talking points, like we said, uh, WTI trading 77 handle. One of the main reasons is because of the economic data that's coming out of China. And I like how CNBC frames this. They can't talk about the weak economic data coming out of the United States with the jobs reports and all the revisions. It's, oh, no, no, no. Like the U.S. economy is completely resilient. Oh, we just have to blame this on the Chinese. I mean, come on. Let's call a spade a spade here, CNBC. Yes, it is the weak data coming out of China, but it's also the weak data that's coming out of the good old U.S. of A., so we looked at that chart. We're talking about Beijing crude oil imports rose by volume in October, but the country's overall exports fell more than expected, indicating slowing global demand. Again, this goes right back to what the yield curve has been predicting for the last 15 months. And it always plays out this. When you get the inversion, you never have the recession immediately. It always takes 18, 24 months, and we could see it take even a little longer due to all the additional purchasing power from asset prices, stimmies, PPP, not having to pay mortgages, not having to pay student loans, etc. But at the end of the day, the yield curve doesn't lie. The yield curve is batting a thousand pretty much. And it's not that there's a certainty that we have a recession, but looking at the probabilities, 
It's as high as anything that you would ever see in global macro, as far as when you're trying to make a prediction. There's no better tool, there's no better predictor that we have at our disposal than the curve going all the way back to 1950. So if you're betting on those probabilities, you have to bet that this time is not going to be different. But let's keep moving on down the article. Neil Cash Carey, I didn't even see him in here. What on earth is he saying? This guy's a complete joker. Minneapolis Fed Reserve President Neil Cash Carey lowered expectations Tuesday that the U.S. Central Bank might cut rates. What? Oh, it's, oh, wait a minute here. China's exports have fallen for six consecutive months now as a higher interest rate put downward pressure on global economy. Neil Kashkari lowered expectations Tuesday that the U.S. Central Bank might cut rates. All right, let's listen to this quote here from the genius himself. We have to go, we have to get inflation back down under 2% over a reasonable period of time. Ultimately, the economy will tell us how much is needed to get there. And I just don't know. Cash carry to Oh, so what he's actually arguing is that the Federal Reserve is not going to cut rates in spite of everything that we're that we're seeing with the oil price. Okay, so who do you think is right? I'll ask you guys. Tell me in the chat right now. You think the market is right? You think the oil market is right? You think the bond market is right? Or Neil Kashkari? <laughs> the Fed. Rhetorical question, I know. I got to throw in a joke every once in a while just to keep you guys alert. So here is where they talk about Saudi Arabia and Moscow confirmed on Sunday that they would keep those cuts in place. So look, this is under the backdrop of not only the cuts we were talking about, but OPEC Plus saying that those cuts are still going to be in place through the end of the year. So the supply side looking worse and worse and worse, and the price just continues to tank. So the main takeaway there is that the demand side of the equation is falling off of a cliff. And this is what they don't want you to think about. This is what they don't want you to know. This is what they want to sweep under the rug because they want you to believe as though the economy is resilient. The job market is resilient. You hear this word over and over and over again because they want you to go out there and run up your credit card. They want you to go up there, out there and spend money like a drunken sailor because they think if you don't, it's going to be a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy where if you don't go out there and spend money and get yourself up to your armpits in debt, that the economy is going to plunge into a recession. And we just need those stupid consumers and the stupid average Joe and Jane to go out there and do our bidding for them or for us, even though it puts them in a far worse financial position. This is the mindset, guys. This is why they're lying to you. This is why they're trying to sweep this stuff under the rug instead of coming out and being honest and just saying, yes, there's some storm clouds on the horizon. And you can tell that just with what's happening with the price of oil going from, let's call it 90, just two weeks ago with the invasion or the conflict in the Middle East to now going sub 80 and today trading down like 5% and closing the day at a 77 handle. We'll have to see how this plays out over the next week or two, but I would not be surprised if within the next 30 days, within the next four weeks, I would not be surprised if oil traded in the 60s. You'll have to keep it tuned here and see how this plays out. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.